Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Hey, friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast and also the last episode of season one of the P40 Ministries podcast. Starting tomorrow, we will be in season two. So make sure to join me then at 6 a.m. and we will be discussing Exodus chapter one, which is very, very exciting. I think I mentioned several times how excited I am that we are finally on season two. It's just so cool. But anyway, let's go ahead and start reading Matthew chapter 24 verses 15 through 28. As always, I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible, but you should read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of. So go ahead and grab your cup of coffee and let's go ahead and start reading. When, therefore, you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take out the things that are in his house. Let him who is in the field not return back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are with child and nursing mothers in those days. Pray that your flight will not be in the winter, nor on the Sabbath, for then there will be great suffering, such has not been from the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will be. Unless those days had been shortened, no flesh would have been saved, but for the sake of the chosen ones, those days will be shortened. Then if any man tells you, Behold, here is the Christ, or there, don't believe it, for there will arise false Christs and false prophets. And they will show great signs and wonders, so as to lead people astray, if possible, even the chosen ones. Behold, I have told you beforehand. If therefore they tell you, Behold, he is in the wilderness, don't go out. Or, Behold, he is in the inner rooms, don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes from the east, and is seen even to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. For where the carcass is, that is where the vultures gather together. Jesus here is speaking about the end times. We discussed a little bit more about this on Tuesday. We discussed the first portion of Matthew chapter 24 and kind of the things that um, Jesus might have been talking about and stuff like that. Some people believe that, you know, we are right in the middle of the the tribulation. Some people believe that we are far away from it and others believe that we are right here where the abomination of desolation is pretty much. So when Jesus says in verse 15 about an abomination of desolation, he is speaking about something that was mentioned in the book of Daniel. And Daniel was a prophet, and you probably know him from Daniel and the lion's den. But he was also a prophet, and he was shown so many things about the future, so many perplexing things that he didn't understand, and he actually got sick. Uh, because he was seeing all these visions and stuff. He was he was actually bedridden, sick, because he was so distressed about everything he was seeing. And probably he would have been. I mean, this was, this was thousands of years ago. So who knows what he was seeing? And um, who knows what kind of whatever. I don't know what these visions were, but he, he was bedridden. He was so sick. And so Jesus is mentioning Daniel here with the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through the 
the prophet Daniel. And the desolation, or I'm sorry, the abomination of desolation is something that some people believe has already happened. In fact, they believe that it happened prior to AD 70 when the temple was destroyed. Now, I don't have any reason to believe that that's the case, in my opinion. I still think that this is going to happen in the future because Jesus basically says that right after this, the end will come. And Jesus isn't a liar, and it's been about 2,000 years since the temple was destroyed. So either Jesus is lying and the end was not right after this, or it hasn't happened yet. So I'm going to go with it hasn't happened yet. But I do think that prior to AD 70, there were some crazy things that were going on in the temple. And I do think that that could have been a foreshadowing of perhaps what Jesus was talking about here a foreshadowing of the stuff that was about to happen with the temple and everything like that. So in my opinion, I don't believe that the abomination of desolation has happened yet. Because Jesus says here that the abomination of desolation will be standing in the holy place. Now I looked up holy place and the only way it can really be translated is the holy of holy places in the temple. That's really the only thing that word can be described as. So with the temple, there was three chambers of the temple. I believe there was the holy of holy places, then the holy place, and then the outer courts. I'm pretty sure I might be wrong about that. Maybe there was four places. I didn't look that up. But when Jesus says the holy place, this is probably talking about those inner courts where the priests were only allowed to go, where God himself, God's spirit was supposed to live, though does not anymore. And um, because of so many different reasons. But basically, when Jesus says the holy place, he is talking about the Israeli holy place of the temple. So this abomination of desolation is usually kind of translated as the Antichrist. And this Antichrist will probably at some point go to Israel and sit in the holy place and declare himself to be God and declare that people worship him, probably put his image in there in in whatever way. And this makes a lot of sense because the Bible talks a lot about the Antichrist, both in Daniel, now here with, with Jesus, and then in Revelations. And I think he's also talked about in a couple other places as well. I think he's mentioned in Second Thessalonians as well. And so most people believe that due to piecing different parts of the Bible together, the abomination of desolation would in fact be the Antichrist sitting in the holy place and declaring himself to be God. So Jesus says that when this happens, probably at some point, the Jews will rebuild their temple in the future, and this will eventually happen. This Antichrist will sit in the temple and declare himself to be God. And Jesus says that when this happens, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So everybody who is in the Judean region needs to flee, needs to get out of there as fast as they possibly can, because it's going to be bad for them. Unfortunately, this this Antichrist is just going to be horrible to God's chosen people, to the Jews. And uh, I think there's another group of people mentioned in Revelation where God basically put his seal on them, meaning that they were Jews. I think it was 144,000 Jews that um, are basically God's chosen people. So those people just need to get out of Judea. 
They need to get out. They need to flee to the mountains. And Jesus says they shouldn't even return to their houses if they're out in the field and this happens. They shouldn't even return to their house to to grab a coat. They just need to go. And they shouldn't even go downstairs even to grab a coat. They just need to get out of their house as fast as they possibly can. And Jesus says in verse 19, and to me, this is kind of the saddest verse. It says, but woe to those who are with child and to nursing mothers in those days. That would be really hard. That'd be very, very sad. But in verse 20, Jesus gives us a little bit of hope here. He says, pray that your flight will not be in the winter nor on a Sabbath, for then there will be great suffering such as not been seen from the beginning of the world until now. No, no, nor will ever be. That was kind of a mouthful. But um, <laughs> Jesus gives us a little hope here. There's, there's a little hope that things aren't going to be as bad if we pray about this issue. So if the abomination of desolation happens, this guy comes and sits in the temple, declares himself to be God, we need to pray that that doesn't happen on a Sabbath or in the winter because I don't know why the Sabbath, but Jesus says, pray that it's not on the Sabbath and pray that it's not in the winter because otherwise it would be really bad for the people who need to flee Judea and go into the mountains. I can imagine that'd be super hard to travel through mountains during um, during the winter. That'd be very, very tough. So Jesus does gives a, give us a little bit of hope that things might not be as bad if we pray about this issue. And obviously God is always going to take care of his people. No matter how bad everything gets, God has control of all of it. These things are being prophesied by Jesus. And God has control of every single thing that's going to happen. And he knows who is going to flee. He knows who his chosen people are. And he knows how to take care of them. <laughs> so it's not something that we really need to be afraid of more so than just knowing that these things though they are tough in the moment are going to produce Jesus coming back which is the ultimate thing that we are really all looking for so yes it might be tough in the moment but Jesus does see us he does care about us and he is right there about ready to come back so there is hope even during stuff that is tough like this, tough to process and tough to understand. And Jesus even says here that God shortened those days because no one would have survived. No one would have been saved. It says, but for the sake of the chosen ones, those days will be shortened. So right there, that's saying God is going to take care of his chosen ones. He already has this predestined. He's going to take care of his chosen ones. He says, for the sake of the ones who are chosen and the ones that have to flee Judea, he is shortening those days. And I believe there's even a verse in Daniel that talks about the chosen ones fighting back against the Antichrist. And I think they do have some uh, victory, but then I think Daniel prophesies, then they will be, you know, their victories will be short-lived or whatever. But it's, it's just proving that God sees everybody. He sees his chosen people and he's willing to help. And he always says, it doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter if that abomination of desolation is sitting in that temple. It doesn't matter what time it is. God sees all. He is going to take care of the people that he loves. And it says in the Bible, do not fear because I am with you. I am going to take care of you. You don't need to worry about clothing. And we, we we read that passage in Matthew 5. You don't need to worry about clothing because God takes care of the little flowers. 
The little flowers that are not super important to people, like wildflowers, they get picked, you know, you see a pretty wildflower, sometimes you pick it. But God clothes those little wildflowers with their petals. And so God says that he's going to clothe people even more. How much more does your father care about you, love you, and is willing to take care of you? So when Jesus says, don't even worry about going back into your house to bring a coat, it's because God sees all and he's going to take care of the people who are his chosen people. So after this, it says in verse 23 that if any man tells you that the Christ is over here or over there or in the fields or in the desert or wherever, Jesus says, don't believe it. He says, for there will arise false Christs and false prophets and they will show great signs and wonders so as to lead people straight if possible, even the chosen ones. And I'm going to guess that these are demonic influences because we do know from reading some scripture and learning about demons they do have some power and so they're going to be able to have this power to deceive people make them think that they are the christ and just all sorts of stuff so jesus says don't believe these guys and it says that these these people these demonic influences are going to even try to lead astray the chosen ones jesus even says they are so as to lead astray, if possible, even the ones who are chosen. So Jesus warns very strongly in verse 25. He says, I have told you beforehand, so pay attention. Make sure that you are listening to this. Make sure that you are not going to be deceived by any false Christs that happen to be just demonic presences. And uh, j- just be very careful. So after this, he says, but um, if, if anyone tells you that, behold, the Christ is in the wilderness, don't go out into the wilderness. You're just walking into a trap. Don't go there. Or if someone tells you that the Christ is in the inner rooms, don't believe it. And then Jesus talks about how he's really going to return. He says, for as the lightning flashes from the east and is seen even to the west, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. So it's going to be so fast and so quick, like lightning traveling across the sky. I mean, if you go outside and watch a thunderstorm, you will see that that lightning happens so, so fast. And it's really cool looking. And it's extremely powerful. And this is exactly how Jesus's return will be. It's going to be in a second, half a second. And it's going to be powerful and intense. And everyone's going to see it. Jesus says that everyone will see it. It's going to be from the uh, lightning going from the east to the west. Everyone will see it. Jesus is going to return in glory. The entire world will actually mourn when they see Jesus coming, the ones that are not his chosen ones, they're going to mourn because they're going to be like, oh no, it's too late now. So Jesus warns, be ready for my coming because you don't know when it's going to be, firstly. And secondly, it's going to be powerful and that will be the end. That's going to be the end. So Jesus says then in verse 28, it's kind of a weird verse that I couldn't really figure out as a matter of fact, but it says, for wherever the carcass is, that is where the vultures gather together. So I don't exactly know what that means if he's referring to like his his chosen people being like that doesn't make any sense to me, though. I'm trying to process this as I'm reading it for wherever the carcass is, that is where the vultures gather together. And I looked up that verse and even the people (laughs) were perplexed. But um, my guess is I wouldn't imagine Jesus is calling himself a carcass. (laughs) Um, 
So I would guess that maybe this is um, referring to the Antichrist or the false Christs and their followers, where the carcass is, that is where the vultures gather together. I don't know. That one's perplexing to me. I don't have the answer for that verse. If anybody knows what this verse means or has a better understanding or explanation for it, let me know by sending me a message over P40 Ministries, because I'm really curious as to what this verse means. But anyway, friends and faithful listeners, that was the end of this podcast episode, Matthew chapter 24. We will be discussing the rest of this one probably on, actually next week, we'll be discussing it on Tuesday and Thursday as well. So make sure to join me on those days at 6 a.m. Join me tomorrow for season two, the start of season two, and we'll be in Exodus. Also, be looking for my Bible study that I have written called Out of the Mire. I will give more information on that in the coming days as it's getting finished up. But friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.